Thank you for tuning in to Lee's Bird Daily, a Monday through Friday podcast where we'll walk through scripture, study it together, and apply it to our lives. This is day two, and we find ourselves in John chapter one, and in today's passage will be verses six through 18. Uh, let's start off today by reading this text together. I know yesterday we were a little longer than we had planned, and so we'll try to go through um, uh, not as much today, but uh, let's start with John chapter one, verse six. John continues after his introduction to Jesus. Uh, John says in verse 6, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that we all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This is he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. That's John chapter 1, verses 6 through 18. And yesterday, if you remember, we saw five wonderful claims that John makes about Jesus. Jesus was there in pre-existed creation. He is an eternal uh, being. Uh, we also saw that there's a close relationship between the Word and God or Jesus and God, I, I, implying a direct, a distinct personality. Or we saw that the, Jesus was divine. He was God. We saw that all things were created through and by Jesus and that Jesus brings life and illuminates life. But what else does John tell us about Jesus? Well, John inserts a testimony of Jesus by John the Baptist. See, John was sent to prepare the way uh, for people to hear from Jesus. Remember that John is, is writing after Jesus' death and resurrection. So John, now, John the, the, the writer, is looking back at the whole life of Jesus and trying to set the, the stage for his readers so that, if you remember, so that they may believe. And so the, the disciple John is writing this, looking back in time and putting everything in place so that the readers would believe. And he inserts a testimony about John the Baptist, not John the writer, but John the Baptist. John the disciple writes that John the Baptist was preparing hearts and pointing people to Jesus, but many did not follow. However, many did. And, and those who followed Jesus were called children of God, not born of human will, but rather reborn or adopted because of God's great love. Look back at verse 15. Uh, Jesus became flesh. This is important because at the time that John may be writing this, 
uh, many were beginning to change the story of Jesus. But John wants us to know that, and wanted them to know that Jesus put on flesh. God put on flesh and made his dwelling among us. Now, the book of Hebrews, we're told that Jesus was made like us in every way, just as we are. Have you ever stopped and asked the question, uh, why did Jesus put on flesh? Why did he have to die? John sets us up for this question. And the main reason that Jesus had to become human was because there had to be bloodshed for the forgiveness of sins to be possible. There could be no other way. The Bible tells us that life is in the blood in Genesis chapter 9, verse 4. From the beginning of time, blood has been the means of atonement for sin. Think back to Genesis chapter 3. Remember Adam and Eve. God had told them that the penalty of sin was death, and they would experience death because of their sinfulness. But remember what else had to die? When we read through Genesis, we might miss this. Not only would mankind experience death because of sin, but what did God do to cover Adam and Eve? Remember, as their reaction was to cover themselves with, with fig leaves or with leaves. But, in, but God steps in, and after they sin, look what God did. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 21. And the Lord God made for Adam and his wife garments of skins and clothed them. See, we could easily miss that if we're not carefully reading. That's right. The first things that were to die as a result of sin were animals that God killed in order to cover Adam and, Adam and Eve's uh, physical bodies and uh, spiritual shame. From the beginning of time, there has always been the need of blood to cover sinfulness because life is in the blood. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 and 15 tells us fuller why Jesus had to become incarnate or in the flesh. Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews writes in chapter 2, verse 14, Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, talking about uh, humanity, that's you and me, he himself likewise partook of the same things, talking about Jesus, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver all of those who fear the, uh, 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 I'm sorry, and to deliver all those who fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. Because, in other words, the writer of Hebrews says, uh, there are four reasons why Jesus had to be had to put on flesh and blood. The number one reason, uh, look at verse 14, because we are flesh and blood, he became flesh and blood. Because we are, he became. Question number two, or reason number two, because only by being flesh could he die. Only by being a man, just like you and I, could Jesus die. The third reason, only by dying could he destroy the power of death. And finally, the fourth reason, only by dying could he deliver us who were slaves to sin. Four reasons why Jesus had to put on flesh. And John tells us this in his opening uh, in his opening chapter here of his good news of Jesus. John tells us that Jesus, in eternity past, chose to step out of heaven and make his dwelling here on earth. Both fully God and fully 
man, Jesus came to save us. And John says, when we see Jesus, we see God. And so with that, let's ask a few questions as we conclude today's study. Uh, question number one, how important is it for Jesus to have been fully human? If uh, Can we be a, 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 a true Bible-believing Christian and not believe Jesus to be fully human? Question number two, what does it mean that Jesus was fully human? Consider that for just a, a, a moment. Uh, to be fully human means that he uh, suffered or struggled with temptations that are uh, just like the rest of us, the Bible says. Uh, to be fully human, does that mean that he had no advantage because he was God as well? What does it mean that Jesus was fully human? Consider that today. And finally, what does it matter that Jesus was fully human? Does that matter? I suspect and, and would suggest yes. And that's why John goes through great depths to explain that to us today. And so let's read this beginning of John's letter once again together. We'll actually read right now verses 1 through 18 to take a, uh, a good picture of John's introduction to his gospel. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came to witness, to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. <coughs> Excuse me. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, to his own people, did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, or the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. John, the baptizer, bore witness about him and cried out, This is he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. May today our mind be concerned with the things of Jesus. As John's testimony here concludes, may we consider today in our time of pondering this word and chewing on this word, the importance and the significance of Jesus putting on flesh, making his dwelling among us, and offering us the ability to become children of God, not of human will, 
but of God's will. Because he brings grace and truth. Grace and truth come from Jesus. Thanks for tuning in today to Leesburg Daily, and we will see you tomorrow. God bless. Take care.